0: It's the wear of the uh, coming in here, sitting down the, the uh, energy, the intentionality in, in the room, sense of a energy field building up as we deepen steady keep uh, drawing ourselves back to the here and now. Yeah. Through a lot of the struggles and the weights and the things that carry Mm. so trying to offer something back to that aspiration, that intention so I really point to, I teach intention what's that how do you do intention, well you're already doing it What's the system for intention? Be here. <laughs> How do you do that? You know. And what about uh, technique? Okay, breathing in, breathing out. You know. Breathing in, breathing out. As a centering, as a thing that, as an energy form, that will gather, gather your intentions, gather that sense of aspiration, and give it a place to travel. A useful place to travel, a place that's not forward in time, but a place that's deeper and wider in your own here and now. So because of our conditioning is not one of being whole in the here and now, but being fragmented in time, going forward, progress, decline, getting things done, moving onwards. Uh, this is a, quite a change of direction, and as if the channels get blocked or have not been used there's channels for widening and opening deepening it's not they 're not there, but maybe we haven 't used them for a while. maybe in our intellect we understand the idea, but we can 't find out where we how that we do that you know it's a great idea sometimes you just stumble across it intuitively oh yeah it's that place where I'm tight, just waiting there breathing in and breathing out feeling that soft energy tuning into that and oh look something shifted Mm. I didn't do it it shifted I was just present with it in an empathic breathing in and breathing out bodily way I stopped struggling, I gave up. Oh, it's not there anymore, something's opened up. Sometimes it's like that, you know, we wonder how we did it, because we forget that we didn't do it, it shifted, there's a channel open through our empathy, through our sense of presence, and through this deeply comforting, grounding experience of breathing in breathing out our home base this is home planet it's not really a place it's a rhythm the most uh, comfortable thing in the in our experience is rhythm you know when you get into dancing singing chanting moving rhythmically you start to feel good that's why we do it why we like to dance sing you know get things rhythmic Start to feel good. Why you like to be rocked and cradled? It makes you feel good. What mothers do to babies. What you know. You feel safe in that shifting of energy that moves around and yet doesn't overwhelm, doesn't overflow. It, it's containing and yet it's not rigid. It's a holder, but it's not a cage. It's predict- It's kind of reliable, but it's not entirely predictable. Something that can let go of these. Psychological structures of holding on and making things work and being in control and worrying and trying to get it right. Mm. We have to do this. We have to go into this. Trust it. Get it wrong. Get it wrong. Get it wrong again and again and again till it starts to You get out of the way. Igni- your nervousness, your tightness, your self-demands get out of the way and it starts to come through. Mm. It's like that. Still, we can facilitate the process. Giving birth is never easy, but uh, you can facilitate the process. (coughs) Mapping. Mapping the domain. Where are the channels? Where's the openness? Where is it possible to be? And often we don't have a correct map don't have a body map really, just you know, look you see bodies from the outside. And we can get quite absorbed in the skin and the shape and textures of the body. From the outside, we don't really know it internally, or well, we think internal just means, you know, blood and guts. Stuff you don't want to get into. <laughs> But really, inside the body, we 're talking about inside the body as a, inside the body 's life system inside the body 's vitality system, you know, its energy system that 's what we 're looking to get into and this could be something that is is not really mapped out for us it's a uh, new territory i don 't know if you 've heard of this; I probably must have it in the states this uh was it some kind of satellite navigation systems? You put one of these things in the wind, wind the wind, in your dashboard of your car or your truck, and it says, "Turn left in three hundred yards." <laughs> and his voice comes on and it tells you, "Turn left, turn right, turn left, turn right." Yeah. so they have a lot of these in Britain, you know, people are driving these things, so people actually don 't know where they 're going anymore. <laughs> just hear the voice and you turn left and the satellite system doesn't really know either <laughs> but it's just got a convincing voice <laughs> it makes us feel assured you know this is George this is Jennifer <laughs> looking down from the sky telling you turn left you know will be there <laughs> And sometimes they get it wrong because you see on their map they see these lines on the map which is roads, you know. So you get some big, you know, 25 ton truck going along and it says turn left because on the map there's a road. So it turns left and you find these truck drivers stuck up dirt lanes (laughs) because, yeah, there's a road there but it's only six foot wide. (laughs) You get these juggernauts trapped along these uh, back roads and country lanes which are a lot of in Britain so they're all marked it doesn't mean you can drive on them I mean you could drive a bike or ride a horse or walk it, it you can't drive a a 25 ton truck up it so this this phenomenon of stranded truck drivers up country lanes they don't know where they are (laughs) how they got there, how to get out of it George or Jennifer's let him down. You know, it's uh, got to take some counselling after that. <laughs> because we had a map, kind of a map, but it wasn't really uh, a felt, known map. It was a kind of idea map. Yeah. And so our, our energy systems like that, you know, you can get the idea of, oh, there's, yeah, there's energy, this vitality, but you haven't really known it yet. Hmm. you haven't really felt it out yet and some of these energy channels are really got quite closed down and they're different, we have all have different mapping you know, some parts of your body can feel really extremely sensitive and tuned in, other parts kind of numb closed down, some parts are really held and defended, the channels are really quite tight and narrow some parts of this sort of stuff is just rushing down them too much you've got an interstate <laughs> So what we, you know, the, so the way, where do we go? You know? Now, actually, the breath energy will travel down all of it to some degree. You know, you know, in completion, the breath energy can suffuse the entire body. It travels down all these energy channels because it is fundamentally an energy process. That's why we breathe in and breathe out to keep our energy moderated and balanced. That's what it's about, really. Oxygen is part of it. But the, the obviously, it has to be shifted around the whole body. Otherwise, it's just your lungs that stay alive. But there's a shift in energy moving around the whole body with that. But these channels can be extremely congested or, or closed down. So it's like, okay, you know, breathing in, breathing out. You may even better feel it. You know, there's so much other stuff going on that the body energy channel is more or less just kind of seized. And everything's running down the heart chakra, you know, feelings, emotions, everything's running down the head channel, thoughts, impressions, or between the two, thoughts and worries and hopes and trying and making an effort and, you know, body, what's that? Got a vague feeling of it, something down there, there's a belly and a nose and you've got a kind of vague blob of nose and a blob of lungs, you're trying to link the two up. Can't quite get it because your back caves in. Or you <laughs> so what I suggest is we just first of all get, you know, unfold the map, you know, and, and, and actually get a picture of where that uh, your little, you know, compact car can travel. What, what tracks can it travel down? So we start to unfold map of the body. Yeah. So our intention first of all is just to get this sense of connection, fullness of bodily presence. And obviously along with that comes the qualities of heart, of steadying, patience, kindness, ease, skillful heart states. What does it take to be here? What is it what's helpful emotionally empathically to be here sometimes just being really recognizing hey there's 85 other people here well how can i be with them how can i support how's my practice fit this scene here not in a demanding way but in an offering way how can I be more considerate or gentle or just recognize other people around me just getting that heart channel to open up it all helps every skillful state helps Every skillful state helps. Because every skillful state comes back to opening up maps and channels of, of definite energy that can be felt, first of all, maybe in a heart sense, but it definitely has effect on your body. When you feel happier and more comfortable in yourself, something in your body is going to relax and open up. Now, if we find ha- happiness and comfort in considering the welfare of others... Wonderful. We find it in considering our own welfare. Wonderful. We find it in honoring the Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. Wonderful. If we find it enjoying Spirit Rock and feeling grateful for the occasion here. Wonderful. We find it through having some sense of love and compassion for people in the outside world. Wonderful. All this stuff is all great. And there may be particular areas that are really alive for you. That you, you find yourself... Very much uh, enthused, energised by maybe areas that you'd good to work on. Like I love all sentient beings apart from the person behind me with a bleeper, who I wish to destroy. (laughs) 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 How can anybody be so da 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 da? You know, or the person who leaves their shoes in the wrong place. So, little areas that suddenly, oh, yeah, well, all the other sentient beings are okay apart from the one I'm with. <laughs> so, you know, we start to realize the shifting our, our, our attention so that this good intention can flow through areas where it hasn't gone. Shifting of attention, shifting of impression which means uh, sensing other beings as beings, carrying weight, carrying karma, aspiring to liberation, intending the good, you know, bearing this in mind rather than their physical forms, their identities, the way they outwardly look to me. You know. So this uh, sense of faith and trust in each other, coming through, who we seem to be. Not identifying with who we seem to be, recognizing who I seem to be. That's the problem I've got to get, you know, I've got to get through that. I'd like it if you could help me. (laughs) Rather than reinforce it. So again, another channel is just checking out when you come into your room, who do you think lives here? Well who lives here? They're really obsessively tidy, aren't they? Or, they're really careless and scruffy, aren't they? You know. Who is it lives here? Whoever it lives who is here. I guess that's the way they are right now. <laughs> you know, just look at it. Yeah. pay attention. Get your attention to you know to to round out the way we behave, where we walk, where we go for our food, you where know, we share the space with other people. Mm. Contact impressions. You know, the very way we immediately interpret events and behaviour. Scenes or scenarios. So, so working, for example, on your, your Buddha sense. This is an obvious one. You know, Buddha, enlightened, wise. You know, up there, and then maybe feeling rather intimidated by Buddha. Yeah, Buddha is male, or Buddha is female. Buddha is neither, or Buddha is both, <laughs> you know, whatever impressions those carry for you, and you really want to make your Buddha so, uh, the experience of that which bestows blessings on me. This is what we chant, you know the, the, the generous, the giving. Mm. This is a helpful, sacred image, rather than the Buddha who disapproves of me from falling asleep in the meditation. <laughs> So when we come into our, our bodily sense, we're checking the contact, the impression we have of that. You realize there's no, you know, some ways you could see arms and skin and hair and toes and stuff like that. All you could sense here is pressure, firmness. There's a sense of warmth, vitality some parts really warm, some parts not much happening, some parts tingling, some parts quite inert. Fire element. Steady rhythmic movement. Air element. Swelling of the body with the in-breath. Softening of the body, impression with the out-breath. It's movement. The sense of all these things kind of flowing together. How swelling of the abdomen flows into the swelling of the chest. How the sense of the the energy runs down the the arms and the hands. When you do walking, how the different bits and pieces of the foot, the ankle, the thigh, the hip, the back, the shoulders, everything tunes in and knows that. If you're really walking fully embodied, You're not just kind of hopping along or there's a sense of the whole body takes part in that. and It's flowing. And in that flow, in that rhythmic flow, we start to feel comfortable in walking. You don't have to get anywhere. So you retrain yourself in what walking is about. Now walking is not about getting anywhere. And even though you know it in your head that walking meditation is not about traveling, does your body know it? Does your heart know it? Is something still getting on you know still something pushing to get on to get somewhere as you walk yeah is your body angled to getting on and not actually fully enjoying how a movement happens how pieces line up how pieces link up how pieces get to know each other how the sense of balance is maintained how they kinesthetic sense, a sense of cohesiveness occurs so the body doesn't fall over yeah. so this, this when we go into this, this is suddenly finding this new map of bodies quite wonderful as you walk along you can actually sense how does walking affect it affects my neck I didn't realise I walked with my neck before <laughs> yeah. now some people just walk with their shoulders some people just walk with it, with the top of their heads. <laughs> Some people don't even walk with a body; it's just a, 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 a thought rushing to the future. You know, there's a body running underneath it, like, "Help! Don't wait for me! Wait for me!" <laughs> Some people walk very seriously, like got to make this work make this work get it together and be firm and clear what we're doing here <laughs> so learning to walk just with the body is, is a new is a new territory really you know we open up a different map how does it do it so that sense of just letting the head you know just step back will you you know this thing can operate without you just step back, you just listen up to what's going on as we walk. Feel the heat, heat of the day, sounds move through that slight resonances, twitches of interest happen. you know you stay centered in that in that map because it's an interesting map in its own right. When it's interesting, you want to stay with it, when it's pleasant, you want to stay with it, therefore your mind gathers in. And lo and behold, we have something getting towards concentration. you I put that word down, put that word. Careful with those words. Put it. Put it aside. Just, just be with the experience. Feel yourself steadying in that, changing the map. breathing in and out, changing the map. So as you come into the, the as you come into bodily presence you will feel within that this undertone. Breathing. You don't have to force it. You just prepare the ground like you're waiting for the deer. Prepare the ground and you wait for the deer to come. And you hear one walking. You know, it's kind of movement running through you. Oh don't chase it, don't grab it let it move through you open up, receive it Then it starts to send its energies through your whole body yeah, it starts off quite, quite slow and tentative you may prime it with because you know, for most people it's there some of the time so just resting in that and checking it how far down your body does that travel when you breathe out? Come down your throat, you can feel something there, down you, through your chest, something there, diaphragm. Mm. Does it go any further? Sometimes it doesn't, you know. Just sort of sense something quite held there. So then we go, What what's underneath that, that place? So you kind of extend the map a bit further. Oh. Down into the belly. How far down can it go? So you lengthen, lengthening, lengthening, lengthening the breath. And you can't push it, but you can suggest. Yeah. And something in your body knows, uh-uh, this, is, this is withheld, there's a holding here. There's a resistance here to really letting it all go out and waiting for the in-breath. When we meet resistances, you have to be patient with those, widen- softening your, your emotional charge around that, the frustration or the fear or the anxiety or the trying to get it right You know, these places where we start, we get a little bit emotionally tensed. All the time in the world is the mantra. All the time, all the space in the world to be this way. To be in a scruffy room. All the time, patience in the world to be in this way without having to fuss and fret about it. Ah, ah, that's interesting, something shifted. So some of these uh, places where you know, our, our channel is blocked are in fact opened through an emotional sense, an empathic sense. Actually, it's all three coming together is the most effective. That is, you can feel it in your body. You're sending a subtle bodily signal, breathing in, breathing out, and there's, emotion, there's empathic attunement to that, and you're focusing clearly on that on those areas it's the right mix the right blending something softens and deepens Mm -hmm. all the way breathing all the way out pausing and it's so beautiful when that happens that it, it feeds us it encourages our energy encourages our intentions encourages their aspiration yeah you can do this and it's good, it's bigger so maintaining that in- intention and then widening or amplifying the map of your attention Attent- attention is you say the boundary of awareness you know. It means it means the, the the map that I'm looking at right now. That's the sphere of my attention. It may be a very big map with not much detail on it. It could be a scrunchy little map, all full of detail. Yeah. It could be a map of a city. It could be a map of a desert. Yeah. So, so then you, that that map is your is your attention sometimes, you know, what we attend to is often we're already looking at a, an imagined map in our hands. Like, this is what a body is. It's me. It's this shape, this color, this size. It's, you know, so what, you know. I've seen this thing every day in the bathroom mirror, you know. <laughs> or you've got an idea, just kind of like some organs and stuff gurgling around in there, breathing in, breathing out. Yeah, Okay seen one, seen them all so changing the map or letting the map change to getting more here and now actual road time, so rather than George or Jennifer up in the satellite telling you breathing in, breathing out get it together, be mindful you're actually on the ground feeling what it takes to travel from your diaphragm into your belly (laughs) a little country lane you've got to get down there. Yeah. What it takes to just rest on the out breath with no fear or to with no trying to breathe in, just let it wait, feel the energies change, then yielding to the in breath, letting yourself be breathed in, swelling in the abdomen, rising through the chest maybe some senses as it as it comes up a little resistance to how how this is going to run up you know it's coming past the throat delicate area coming up into the head delicate area feeling perhaps you know might be overwhelmed or dizzy taking it steady letting it travel softening widening, quietening, inhalation, letting it rest, turning, how it turns, how that energy, the body knows exactly what to do, gets the end of in-breath, feels the fullness of that, pauses, rests, turns, breathing out. When you're asleep, it does it. You don't have to do it. Because you don't have to do it, we don't track it. Because we're busy doing other things. Now you're you're listening in and getting the the true map from walking the territory. And we walk the territory, we walk across country that we didn't know existed. So it's sometimes a confusing and precarious journey. We didn't realize there was a track down here didn't realize that breath traveled through the temples or the eyes. So so it doesn't, (laughs) until you feel it. Oh, it does. That's interesting. And how the quality of my mind affects the breathing. Again, in the conventional education we have, body is one thing, mind is another thing. True practice, body and mind are not separate. So the quality of our intentionality, whether we're soothing, determined, cheerful, desperate, firm, patient, whatever, you know, feel these effects. And be careful with the labeling because we can have certain things we feel we disapprove of or are not certain about. Is it firm? Is it soft? Is it, you know, find out what is tuned in What's the right kind of vitality, vigour, firmness, one pointedness that we need? Your body will tell you. You're pushing. So it's gonna take a little longer than that. Or if it's saying, you know, you don't have to hang back, you can go in here. It's okay. Come on, you know, we can go. You don't have to have it all figured let it be that way. This is an interesting journey, just changing attention, changing the map of attention, changing it with intention, intention to learn, to explore, to have faith, to be trusting, to widen, soften, intention, attention, coming together, As they come together, we get a different impression. So these three very crucial aspects of what our mind, our consciousness, our reality hinges on. Intention, attention, contact impression. That's what makes it. We tend to assume that the world is a hard, fixed, material reality out there. There's such a thing as a physical form, which is pure matter, and there's such a thing as mind, which is purely immaterial, and the two don't meet. Contact impressions. Yesterday uh, tea time Metta was saying, Oh the flowers on the shrine, so aren't they so beautiful? I said flowers? What flowers? I hadn't seen any flowers on the shrine. <laughs> I seen the Buddha, seen the Prajna, saw the water vessels, flowers, flowers. <laughs> I like flowers, you know, I just had not seen any. You know, this morning I looked at this whopping huge spray of flowers sitting right in front of me. How come you didn't see that, you know? Was it wasn't in my reality. How come it suddenly was? What, where did the material world come from? <laughs> Apart from, you know, what I tuned into. Yesterday they weren't there. <laughs> they were there in her universe, they were there in mine, they weren't. different map different impressions different contact you start to check it out it's not that there is no material world but that our conscious experience of it is dependent upon attention what we don't attend to we're not going to experience are we so in direct real engaged here you conscious reality of the world depends upon attention and attention depends upon intention you come in here looking for flowers (laughs) what are you going to (laughs) see you come in here as an architect you probably don't see flowers you see the structures shape of the building the stress bearing joints you know all kinds of stuff i don't have names for you come in here as a sound engineer you think yeah, you're going to get some reverberation up there. That's going to echo. It's not going to travel that way. What do you see? You don't see flowers. You probably don't see Buddhas. <laughs> you know, I had this... Uh, I don't know if you ever saw this experiment they did on on attention. How... Uh, this, uh, they got a group of people to watch... Um, video of a basketball game they said well as you watch this video these two teams throwing playing, playing basketball can you just count the number of times the ball moves yeah. we're doing that Okay. so what did, you, what did you see I saw at the end of the video so I saw a bunch of guys, two teams playing pa- basketball I think the ball moved 43 times, somebody said 41 somebody said 15 you know. or and they say, okay, right. that's what you saw they played the video again and say, now just look again and through these two teams there's a guy dressed as a gorilla <laughs> walking around on this basketball court nobody saw him <laughs> wasn't there yeah. so, contact contact is the bit that comes to me and that is not a direct readout of what's materially there. It's a it's a direct readout about what my attention is about and what my intention is about. So we have these, you know, all of us have subjective uh, blind spots, you might say, or subjective places where we're extremely attentive. Certain nuances of language can be offensive or humorous. Other people didn't, didn't touch me, didn't hear that, you know. So, contact. Intention, attention, contact create our world for us. So, with this we, you know, then we take this this in mind in terms of our, our body breathing, you know, starting to develop through intention, changing the map of attention. And it uh, so that we start to sense things that we didn't sense before because we didn't have a a tuning and we have a language for it. We didn't have a reference for that. We didn't know that you know breathing comes down your wrists. <laughs> No, it really doesn't matter whether you get this whole map there or not, how good it is but just to get, the mo- most important thing is that, that to recognize that the, the connection between bodily breathing and the emotional or psychological state so what you want to do first of all is just get to the place where you are comfortable, focused comfortable and feel what you can feel from there Whatever your system is, whatever your technique is, my field work in this area, over 35 years of frustration, despair, and so on, say, so, you know, yeah, I know. But you do the bit you can actually do, right? <laughs> and you feel comfortable with. And, and wh- however modest and humble that is, you start from there, and then that's when you've got your least you're on the road you know you're not in a you're on a theoretical map you're on the real road and then you can start to travel and you can start to develop it from there like you're in there now what's a little bit over that way how does it feel around that maybe you've got a track of breath somewhere in the middle of your chest that you can feel okay what's a little bit beneath that can you really get the it where it ends what it feels like the kind of subtle fading out of a resonance. How does that travel? Are there any moods or emotions associated with that? So you map it out across the boundaries of body and mind. Put the two together. What we're looking for is where is that sense of comfortable, at ease, relaxing presence? Mm -hmm. Like that's your emotional vehicle. Gladness, or you know, so it's, you know, what it takes to get that to that, and what it gets to take to place that in your own body, and you'll find that with that, uh, you get quite a different impression comes up because then the breathing is no longer a purely physical thing, a material thing. But it's also a psychological thing. And it's also something, you know, sort of beyond that. It's, a, it's an energetic energy, perhaps, is even the wrong word for it. But it's a feeling of, of vitality, of clarity, of joyfulness. It has these tones to it. So, you, you know, so as it develops, it becomes much more than just a material thing. It becomes a vehicle of the spirit there's the joyful breathing, there's the quiet breathing, there's the fine breathing, there's the beautiful breathing, there's the deep breathing, there's the releasing breathing, there's the equanimous breathing. You know, it has these different tones to it and you'll find that different tones will come up as you tune into that. There can be the forgiving breathing, the releasing breathing, the letting things be as they are breathing, the celebration breathing, you know, the joy of the moment breathing. So it can carry any or all of these or your own resonances. And they'll be the resonances that you need or appropriate at this time to deepen, to widen your map, to widen your emotional map, widen your psychological map. So you're not just traveling down the old roads of got to, can't, should do, those old worn out tracks <laughs> yeah. with all their roadblocks and their jams. When you deepen and widen the map, you come out of the really. Uh, fullness of this is you start to come out the map of yourself of who you have mapped yourself as being and this in fact is the point we use a vehicle gently intimately embodied to connect to a wholeness and let that wholeness transfer through our whole system we are in wonder at what's present here knowing we're in it we have been we're endowed with that we don't know what it is but we trust it this is the sacred embodying the sacred breathing in breathing out ordinary sacred ordinary sacred here and now everywhere ordinary and sacred breathing in Breathing out. Every resistance is something that's asking us to look another way. Just, Just look at it another way. Use it as a teacher. Look at it another way. Transform the way you're approaching. Transform the vehicle you're traveling in. And, uh, and this, of course, is the the beauty of this: is our difficulties themselves are collaborating in a transformation. Ordinary, sacred, humbling celebration. The only way you can say this is in paradox. Uh, spend a few moments in uh, standing and uh, going into that